Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, welcome once again. Yeah, Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. I have Mike Kapler with me, and we're going to chat a little bit more about this thing called grace. It's just good stuff, man. It's just good news. We're not going to try to balance it with any bad news, so don't worry about us, okay? If you're new to the program, you know, this isn't a bait and switch. We're not here to say grace, 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 and then, oh, but you must do this or you must do that. We're not like that, are we, Cap? We're <laughs> we're here to encourage people in grace and the finished work of Christ, not mixed with anything else. And you know why you know why we don't do that? You know why I will not get involved in that method? It's because it's against my religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want to go against your religion. <laughs> I love saying that to people, and I have to be careful because they might take me seriously, but somebody might ask me a question about, you want some of my french fries or something like that, and I'll say, ah, oh, no, that, that's against my religion. <laughs> I just love throwing it out there in some of the most unusual circumstances, but I have a weird sense of humor. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, on, on uh, Facebook, it's got a place for you to put, you know, it says religion. I always have fun with that. I mean, at one time, I think I had count me out or, uh, you know, for my religious status, count me out, or no thanks, or, you know, or I'll say things like, uh, God didn't send his son to start a religion, you know, something, you know, stuff like that, because it's just true. It's not about religion at all. I think religion is the farthest thing away from what God intended for man to experience when he put man here upon the earth. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a certain word James uses the word religion, and I think that's different than what we're talking about. You know, James talks about how it's good to help widows and orphans. We're not against that at all. You know, we're for that. But the whole idea that of, of being bound to a set of principles or rules or laws or, or just being bound up and all that stuff, that's what we talk about when we talk about religion. And definitely we're against that, and we're for the abundant life that Christ promised us and has given us. Yeah, you know, you can just be yourself now and uh, allow him to live through you. It, it's such a fun thing. And, uh, you know, this morning, Joel, I was um, I was thinking, you know, with some of the responses we've had uh, recently and and uh, the, the, the number of people now listening to the program, which is uh, more than I think we ever would have dreamed when we started this, I started thinking and reasoning to myself and, and maybe even to God, thinking that maybe I need to take this a little more seriously. Maybe I need to... Uh, you know, not treat this too lightly. Not that I have, but, you know, this is just something, we're, we're just talking from our hearts here. This is not rehearsed, mm -hmm. if, if you can't tell that. <laughs> um, we're just a couple of guys talking from the heart about some things we've learned and experienced, uh, either through teaching or our, our own searching of the scriptures. This is just such good news. We just, you just can't help but want to talk about it. But when I said that, when I said that maybe I shouldn't take this too lightly, I could almost sense God saying to me, and I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it came across to me like this, Joel, don't you dare do that. You and I are, are yoked together, the Lord was, was kind of sharing in my heart, we're, we're yoked together, and, and this is meant to be light. This is meant to be easy. It's meant to be joyful. 
and just roll with it. There's probably been times where you and I were thought we were just sharing something off the cuff, and uh, somehow, sometimes, once in a while, God would use that in a very special way to, to help somebody else understand the gospel better, and, and that's why we're here, and it's, it's just a, a, a privilege and kind of, kind of uh, humble to be doing it, but it's fun for us. But uh, we probably better get moving here on, on what we were going to talk about this week, Joel. Rededication. I can't tell you how many times in my younger Christian life that I kept feeling the need through some of the things I have been taught through religious circles, feeling the need to rededicate myself to God. Did you ever go through that cycle? Yeah, I've been through that, and it is it is indeed a cycle, because you uh, you get to a place in your Christian life where, man, you feel like you're doing pretty good, and uh, you're performing well. Maybe you're you're witnessing to people, or you're you're going to Bible studies, or you're going to church, um, and you're involved in this or that. And then uh, eventually, you start feeling like uh, you're not doing so well, or maybe you even have a quote big sin, or or something happens, and you just feel like oh, you're just no longer connected with God. You know, something's missing, and, and so you think, well, I've just, I'm not dedicated enough. I need to rededicate my life to God. <laughs> so you go through this cycle, you go through the process, and you, and you just, within yourself, you think, yes, this is it. This is it. I'm going to rededicate my life to God. I'm going to rededicate myself to God, and then everything's going to be good again, and I'm just going to go out there, and I'm going to win the world for Jesus, and I'm going to start living right, and so on and so forth. <laughs> and as if... It's up to me to try to maintain this thing that was begun by who? By me? No, <laughs> but by the Lord himself. So uh, what about you? Have you, had, you say you've had experiences with that. Was it kind of an up and down thing for you? Well, of course, you know, because I had been taught so much about trying not to sin and uh, living right. And whenever I fell short of that, which was like most people pretty constantly, I had my roller coaster. Sometimes I was up, sometimes I was down. But eventually, you start wondering where you stand with God based on the gospel that you had been taught. And so, yeah, I was, you know, here and there feeling the need. I didn't do it as much as what I saw others doing it because I, I just sort of felt like, brother, that, that's really got to be a drag. It's a drag enough for me to do it every, every once in a great while, um, to feel like I had fallen short, not even knowing where I stood with God anymore. That's a, that's a dreadful place to be. And so you rededicate yourself to him. Start all over. Lord, forgive me for everything that I've ever done wrong again since the last time I asked for forgiveness. And let me start with a clean slate again. And so I would clench my fists and uh, try <laughs> harder. And, of course, it never worked out because, as we've said before, Nobody can live the Christian life. That's why his life in us is the only way to do it. So now uh, I'm not trying to do all the right things and trying to serve God in, in that way. Let's put it this way. When I was not familiar with the, the goodness and grace of God, I had the right motive. It's just that I was trying to respond in a way that would keep me from getting in trouble with God. And now my response is out of his response to me. In other words, quite often I was trying to do what was right in order to get a good response from God. Now that I understand I've already received a good response from God, I'm responding out of that. Yeah, that that, that is the 
complete and total difference between the two different uh, mindsets. I mean, if we went to the different extremes of, of those mindsets, you know, the one mindset is that I've got to perform well in order to maintain this right standing with God. And on the other side of the coin, you've got God has already done everything that's necessary for me to be right with him, and so I can rest easy in that. It's just two completely different mindsets. It's two completely different lifestyles, if you want to put it that way. And I remember... I remember a time in my early you know, walk with God, if we, if we want to put it that way, where I it was a weekly thing. It was like, you know, I would uh, go to church on Sunday and hear this fiery, pumped-up sermon, you know, where I would just feel just so like I'm, you know, I, I listen to the sermon and I leave church, and I'm like, yes, this is it. I All these things, I'm going to apply all of this. I'm going to do all of this. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it and go out there and live for God. And Sunday afternoon, I felt good, and Sunday evening, and then Monday came along, and I just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I just, I didn't have that same fire on Monday morning. It's all because it was based upon emotion. It wasn't really based upon a work that the Spirit was doing in me. It was based upon something that I had heard preached, and I thought, yes, this is it. This is, I am going to go and do this. And then by Monday morning, when that fire had left, so to speak, what that tells me is that it was all about me. It was all about my efforts, my level of dedication to God, and how well I could continually, week by week, rededicate myself to God. So eventually, again, I'm, I'm glad, just like you, Cap, that I came to this understanding of God's love and grace, and so it's no longer about me. It's no longer about me trying to maintain a certain level of victory or, or good Christian living, uh, but I, it's me resting in the life of Christ that's in me. Yeah, and when you said, I can't do this, that's exactly what God wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. That's the response Jesus wanted to get when he was giving the Sermon on the Mount, that tremendous list of rules and regulations that he was pumping out, one right after the other. And finally he said, hey, on top of all this, you need to be perfect. You have to be perfect, just like God in heaven. And, and he was just waiting for somebody to, you know, come out and say, hey, wait a minute, what you're asking is not possible. And that's coming to the end of ourselves, which reminds me, when it comes to rededicating ourselves, that's the last thing we should be doing. What did Jesus say? Anyone who wishes to come after me, deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Deny yourself. He didn't say that you need to dedicate or rededicate yourself to him. Self is kind of a manifestation of the flesh. It's not about ourselves. It's about him in us. Having said that, I just think that we're trying to get your thinking in a way here where you can realize that it's not about how hard you try. It's about simply just trusting in him and what he has already done. Colossians 2.6, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And how do we do that? By grace through faith. That's how you received Christ. That's how you came to trust in him. And that's how we walk in him. Throughout the years, I've seen people say, well, how's your walk with Christ? How's their walk with Christ? And they're usually referring to how well they think they're living it. And that's not what it's about at all. It's simply trusting in him, walking by faith, just as you received him. Mm -hmm, exactly. And, and Cap, uh, before we uh, were recording here, uh, you mentioned this one verse to me. And, and let's end with this one. Paul was talking to several people in, in the book of Acts. And in chapter 17 of Acts, Paul proclaimed this. He said, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, 
and does not live in temples built by hands, and he is not served by human hands. Another version says he is not worshipped by human hands, as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. You know, when we get this focus on us, like it's about me serving God, it's about me rededicating my life to God. You know, there's nothing wrong with being dedicated to God. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with worshiping God. There's nothing wrong with serving God. But when it becomes a matter of it's up to me, and and God needs me to serve him, God needs me to worship him, no, God's not served by human hands. I, I love this phrase that Paul said, as if he needed anything, as if, <laughs> as if God needed anything. He doesn't need us. The beautiful news, the good news is that he wants us. He invites us to participate in his life. He doesn't ask us to dedicate ourselves to him. Rather, he just asks us to enjoy the participation that we have with his life and his life in us. And so with that said, Cap, what about morality? (laughs) Where does morality fit into the Christian life? Does morality, living by morals, fit into the Christian life? What we have to say about that might surprise some people, so stay tuned for that. Does God call us to live by good Christian morals? That's what's up next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.